Well, they always say bull markets climb a wall of worry. And I'd say that over the weekend, that, that wall just got taller. There's a whole lot going on out there. Certainly the Delta variant. There's a slowdown in China. They're a big driver to the world economy. Increasing likelihood of, of tapering. And, and then there's the Taliban. A lot of work for the chief market analyst for Briefing.com, Patrick J. O'Hare, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hi, David. It's great to be back with you. So, so what of that of my shopping list? And you can feel free to add to the shopping list. What's the most worrisome? Do you think? Well, I think probably the the slowdown uh, that we saw out of China, um, in in the sense that um, you know, you have a stock market that's traded up to record highs here, and it's kind of been ignoring any type of uh, uh, worrisome news, right? So we've had uh, some very good earnings results. Uh, we've had upward revisions to earnings estimates, but um, a lot of that's predicated on the momentum of the reopening continuing. And what we've seen here introduced of late is, you know, is obviously the Delta variant um, and uh, the fact that countries abroad, particularly in Asia and China specifically, seem to be taking more stringent measures to not only contain the spread of it, but actually try to wipe it out, you know, with a zero tolerance policy. And as they do that, it's going to create disruptions in supply chains. It's creating disruptions in shipping channels. And uh, what that suggests is that uh, the United States could ultimately see um, uh, slower growth, uh, as well as higher prices, and that's not the best combination. So it's something we have to be really watchful of here in coming weeks and months yeah. to see if it can be uh, uh, mitigated quickly or if it's going to stick uh, stick for some time. And, of course, the intriguing thing, it's not just us. I mean, you could see the reaction in Monday's market when we opened. Asia was down sharply overnight, and then the selling picked up when the European markets opened, and they all closed lower, I mean, like, like 1% losses and our market was was certainly impacted so this is i get misery loves company maybe that's it well yes although you know it's fair to also point out that uh u.s market even the europe market right the stocks europe 600 was up 10 sessions in a row and you know the dow and the s p 500 closed at record highs on friday um so I think you also kind of have a, a market that might have been looking for an excuse to sort of pull back here, take a breather, if you will. And in spite of the, you know, the growing list of negatives that you enumerated there at the top of the interview, um, you have really only modest losses for the major indices, you know. Um, so I, I don't think there's any genuine fear necessarily in terms of the price action. But we have to take into account that it's a, a summer Monday. Uh, we're in, you know, pushing the latter half of August now, and and uh, and you've had a market that's had a really good run. And so some of today's action really could be predicated just on the idea that this market is due for a breather more so than the than it's uh, genuinely concerned about uh, all of the issues we talked about. You know, and we, and we so you're, you're so right because we did we saw, I think the lightest volume of the year, even considering. Days before holidays, I think Friday was the lightest trading day of the year. You know, the intriguing thing is, is this talk of tapering and getting having interest rates go up sooner than that had originally been thought has been gaining ground. And and now it's it's almost become accepted fact that it's going to happen earlier. And it really isn't disrupting this marketplace. You'd think that it would. Right. A uh, couple things there. 
One uh, is uh, the fact that I think you can give the Fed some credit for uh, communication policy. Uh, it's been, you know, telling the market for some time now that it's going to uh, be very clear about its communication in terms of when it's going to ultimately announce a tapering decision. And then, you know, we had a report out of CNBC this morning that said that, hey, there's growing support within the Fed that you will uh, have the Fed say in September that they're likely to start a tapering in October. And what do you have? You have a 10 year note yield that actually traded down on that news. Right. So it seems like the market uh, was not caught by surprise by that revelation. Uh, the other thing we have to take account of is the fact that uh, while nominal yields here are low in the United States, they're still quite high relative to a lot of the negative yields, uh, nominal yields you're seeing abroad. And there's still this interest rate differential trade uh, that's that's exerting pressure in the treasury market, keeping downward pressure on treasury yields, uh, we believe. Uh, when you have, say, buyers out of Germany who are looking at a 10-year boon yield, uh, yielding a negative, you know, point, negative 50 <laughs> basis points, right? Yeah, right, versus our 10-year note yield, which is now at one and a quarter, um, but you also get the benefit of a weaker euro currency in terms of kind of like uh, the carry trade factor. And so there's, uh, you know, there's still going to be genuine interest there from abroad. And we saw that last week in the very, very strong 10-year note auction. You know, uh, looking back here, as you point out, we're, gosh, out of two-thirds, maybe three-quarters of the way through earnings season, and it's gone well. The earnings have been good. And by and large, the projections are pretty good. We're coming up this week on retailers. And it'll be, you know, they'll probably report good, solid numbers for the past. But now we start getting reactions to this uh, this Delta variant. It'll be interesting to see how much they hedge. Well, that's right. And we kind of got a little bit of a, a taste of it, you know, uh, with, with Southwest Airlines, of course, uh, which um, you know, came out recently and said that, you know, they're starting to see, uh, you know, some closer in cancellations, closer in booking declines, uh, due in large part to the Delta variant, you know, so people are starting to, you know, pull in just a little bit here, right? Um, so it will be interesting to hear what these retailers are saying. But of course, the one thing that, you know, so many companies have going for them uh, these days, of course, is, is their web presence, right? So the traffic they may not see in their stores could just ultimately be distributed to their, you know, to their websites uh, for a lot of, you know, the spending needs there. And so we'd be curious to hear what they are saying about foot traffic within the stores. Um, uh, but the, the consensus in the market, though, is that while the Delta variant is is a real issue, um, there's a, a consensus belief that it's it's near its peak, and uh, and that you know means it, it may not necessarily come down sharply, but if it's not going to get any worse, the market can kind of live with that. And so it will be interesting to hear what uh, not only the retailers are saying, but what travel related companies might be saying in coming weeks as well. So what do you think? We've got dog days for the rest of August, and then. All of a sudden, maybe on the other side of Labor Day, we find out what the real world is like. Uh, I think that's a pretty good assessment. <laughs> yeah, so we are we are entering those dog days here, and um, and I think you know, um, barring some you know upset in the treasury market that you know drives yields sharply higher, this bull market, which is feasted on the persistence of low interest rates and uh, liquidity flowing with ease. It's probably likely to kind of just hold its ground or at least continue to find reasons to buy on weakness based on those two respective factors. Uh, and so we'll see, yeah, when there's you know, more active, more fuller participation on the other side of Labor Day, 
uh, where things stand for this market. Um, and even though you're going to see an earnings growth acceleration in the third quarter, you're still going to get strong earnings growth. The current uh, consensus estimate, according to facts, it's nearly 28% year over year. So clearly down from the 90% we saw registered in the second quarter, but 28% growth, I think a lot of people would take that any quarter. And so it's just going to be a matter of sort of just uh, learning to adjust with a period or an environment where you still have you know, solid growth, albeit not quite as robust as what we saw in the second quarter, which was a case unto itself, just given the very uh, easy comparisons we had the last year when we were certainly in the throes and the, the, the real depths of the pandemic. Yeah, let me ask you one last thing, because the other the other big story that's happened over the last few days was this lightning takeover uh, by the Taliban, I, much faster than anybody thought. In which presumably has negative connotations long term for sort of world security and, and maybe for the short term market. The market doesn't seem to be paying any attention to that, should it? Um, you know, at this juncture, I think that the, the markets probably doesn't really uh, and I'm not saying I get it either. But, you know, you know the market's going to ultimately kind of uh, orient itself around what any true economic impact of that development would be. And I don't think it has its mind around that yet, you know, in terms of whether it's it's really not going to measure up to much or if it could be something quite big. Because as you allude to, you know, if it if it fawns, you know, another big terrorist uh, uprising uh, that creates a lot of you know economic disruption, then that's one thing. But if it's something where it remains fairly isolated to Afghanistan, then the market's going to just continue to, you know, to carry on. Uh, and and not concern itself too much by what's happening in Afghanistan, as disheartening and, and disappointing as that is. All right. Well, well, we'll continue to keep our heads down, at least for another couple of weeks. Pat O'Hare is the chief market analyst with briefing.com. We always appreciate our briefing with uh, Pat O'Hare. Thanks a lot for the time. Thanks, David. My pleasure being with you. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. O'Hare. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.